Hey there, Game Level Learn listeners. John Cassie here. Uh, before we get on with the rest of the show, I want to share with you a couple of opportunities for your own professional growth or your own edification that are coming up in January and in February. The first is Game Level Learn Con 2, which is going to take place on January 26th, 2020 at the Arate Preparatory Academy in West Los Angeles. Uh, tickets are available at Eventbrite, and details are available at www.gamelevellearn.com. We hope that many of you will take the time to come and join us. And indeed, uh, if you're interested in, in, in sharing uh, with the Game Level Learn audience or with the members of the con, just shoot me an email or reach out, and we'll see what we can do. Uh, the second opportunity is February 7, 8, and 9, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, at the Ringling College of Art and Design in Sarasota, Florida, it's going to be a conference called Anyone's Game, a tabletop game conference exploring creativity, design, and openness in gaming. Up-and-coming up and tabletop game developers have a chance to test their game designs with players from the community and industry professionals across the country. This is being organized by my good friend Rick Dakin, who's a professor at Ringling, and there's going to be a lot of great industry guests like, uh, like Ken Height. Uh, Cassie Friedman from uh, Letterman Games, uh, you know, myself and others. So we look forward to meeting with you there. Hope that a number of you will come out to that as well. And uh, now on with the show. Welcome back to season four of Game Level Learn, the podcast where we talk about all manner of games, game-based learning, gamified instruction, and in season four, bring you a wide variety of pragmatic and practical tips on doing this in your own classroom. My name is John Cassie, and I'm joined as always by my dear friend and co-host. Tracy Wozenegger. Tracy Wozenegger. Oh, it's been so long. So long. Yes. You look great. Thanks so much. Yeah, I'm loving the hairdo. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you look fabulous. Thanks. Thanks. Complimenting people on their great haircut is, of course, the best radio. <laughs> of course. Right, right. So... <laughs> Uh, you know, Tracy, as we always do, we start with a little bit of what have you been playing? Tracy Wozenegger, what have you been playing? Um, I've been playing um, DDO, Dungeons yes. and Dragons Online. Right. Um, I, I, I always play that, but we just got mounts. Um, so we have are horses. You, are you kidding get. me? Yeah, you I know. just got mounts. I know. But Pathetic. Listen. And Pathetic. I had to go farm a new explorer area. I of had to get you did. 15 of these feather tokens. So yes. that's what we were doing this weekend. Yes. So we can get our horse. Travel okay. time is well, not, much, let, much let, reduced. Very excited. Okay. You just got a mount, a horse. I just okay. got, it just happened. I'm, I know. Everyone's had them forever. Right. I'm, I'm discerning from this that you have only one mount. Right now I have one, but if I collect 15 more feather tokens, I can get another one. Look at you, two mounts. In I don't know, not yet. I only old? have one. Look, I have one. I have one extra have feather one token. Mount. I have 14 more. How many more. mounts do you think I have in WoW? 15. 87. What? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> you know why I know that? Because I just got another <laughs> one this weekend. What? For running you a holiday can't... battleground. <sighs> I 87. Just, do you know how many I battle can't... pets I have? Guess. Do the battle pets actually do anything? Yeah, they battle each other. That's why they're called okay. battle pets. Um, 152. 675. <laughs> that 
I have pets that are don't do anything, but they follow me around and do tricks. Those were what these pets used to be. Then they put pet battling in the game five yeah. years ago and made all the companion pets will now fight. One of mine is a gelatinous cube, and it's called Benji after Benji Spicer. Naturally. <laughs> because because he sucks all of the content out no, of the hallway? He what? Doesn't. No. no? Because what? he helped me get it by signing up for a free account. Oh, he's such a nice guy. It was a guy. promo thing. Yeah. We ought to have like, him Look, on I the show. I need you to do this so I can get this cube that does nothing. Yeah. And of course he's going to do it. Which around after me. Right. <laughs> okay, wait. But I've also been playing yes. a lot of Horrified. Which is a fairly new game. I think it debuted at Gen Con. Have okay. you played it? No, no, I haven't heard about it. Uh, it's a co-op game um, where you fight, um, but like two to three um, classic movie monsters, so like oh, Dracula, the Mummy, yeah. Frankenstein, and the Bride of Frankenstein, the um, Creature from the Black Lagoon, whatever, whatever. Right. Um, so playing with two monsters, like we win every time. It's super easy. Yeah. Um, but when you add a third, so then we're like, we have to play with three monsters, right? right. To challenge ourselves. We can't win. Ah, interesting. <laughs> two monsters, too easy. Three monsters. Easy. Three monsters, death. <laughs> <laughs> we kill, like, we'll kill one of them or like finish one of them. You don't kill all of them. Like right. Frankenstein and his bride, you have to teach them how to be human. And then they get together and fall in love and like run away together. Adorable. Um, yeah, so, but it's super fun. It's co-op. You know, I love a co-op. Right. So it's like pandemic. There's like 18,000 ways you can lose. Yeah, right. Um, one way you can win, right? Right. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's I, 35 bucks, I think, so it's a bargain. Yeah, it sounds bargain. a bit like uh, Villainous, the Disney. Yeah, uh, I've never played. Yeah, that was, played it a number of months ago. It was super fun. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been playing, ever since World of Warcraft Classic released couple of months ago um i've been playing more of the regular version of the game than ever another podcaster i listened to said i don't know why but as soon as classic released i became more interested in the regular retail version of the game so i've been playing a lot of that um recently um betrayal legacy john and i and our two friends are halfway we just we just went to the second legacy pack Okay. okay okay um Finally, someone else has the deed other than John. So that's lovely. Good job, everybody. Yeah, it's about time. Um, and last weekend, I played Fury of Dracula. It's oh, a great one. Racy. So fun. <sighs> it's a, it's a so good. Game. It's a hidden movement game. Yep. Those are like my top two requirements. Spookiness and hidden movement. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was Dracula, right? Okay. Did okay. you win? Nah. Oh. Okay, I had twelve points on the victory. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And but I had thirteen wounds. Okay. Ooh. And I needed to escape via France. And okay. They kind of they kind of blocked me, so I had yeah. to try to escape through like Spain. Bottleneck deer. Yeah. Right. And I couldn't get out of Spain without using a boat, and I couldn't use a boat. I can't get on a boat because I have too many wounds. Right. Right. So I just had to hope that they would confuse themselves. But no, they didn't. So they didn't. quite no. literally, like if two, I needed two turns and then either one of two mechanics would have, would have won it. Right. Oh my God. That game was brilliant. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. So yeah. fun. Nice you know, themey and yeah. Yeah. Super themey. Yeah. Fun, hard, brain yeah. burnery. Co-op. Right? 
co-op. If you're not Dracula. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Um, yeah. You know, folks, you, you've heard me and you've heard Tracy as well talk about Letters from Whitechapel. And uh, Fury of Dracula is very much like that. But um, Whitechapel is a more pure version of the sort of hidden movement mechanic, whereas Fury of Dracula has a lot more going on, ambushes and combat and this kind of stuff. Right. Um, but, um, but enough about us, Tracy. Yes, enough. Who cares? Is there anyone who's joining us on the program today, Tracy? Oh, someone very, very special. This is true. Someone very special. Very special. special. Yep. <laughs> yep. Today, coming to talk with us is my colleague and very, very good friend, Michael Ansarniglia. Michael Ansarniglia, welcome. Be, yes, I could not be more delighted. <laughs> that she's here to talk to us. So totally. Michael Ann and I um, work together um, during the school year and sometimes in the summer. Right. Um, and we developed together the global game class. So Michael Ann, introduce yeah. yourself. Hi. Um, yeah. So I we've been teaching together. I I, I got to teach with John for mm-hmm. five years. Four Was years. It John. Four. How many? Four, Four years. Yep. Um, <laughs> So we, yeah, I've been at Swickley Academy for 15 years, and I've been teaching about 24, Um, and I teach history, and I've also um, done some learning support Mm -hmm. over the years, Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I've always loved doing a lot of role-playing and using games in my classroom, but I didn't really know a lot about um, gamifying the class, and after working with you, I've learned a lot um, doing that in the summertime and doing that for our class. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. You guys, you know, I, I've had conversation with Tracy about the work that you guys have been doing, the sort of the challenges, what's gone really well, what have you, you know, sort of struggled with. And I think most of the people listening to this show will acknowledge that it's, even if it's better than maybe just doing lecture discussion over and over again, it doesn't make it any less hard to to try it and it doesn't exactly land as you as you hope it'll land right and it's a lot of preparation right i mean tracy you know this from sure yeah yeah well michael Um, ann knows this yeah (laughs) michael ann knows it as well right um so so uh you know michael ann maybe you know you've been sort of thinking about this method for a number of years and you know you, you 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 implemented it in a very intriguing way which we're not going to talk about uh you know when i was still at sa right with yeah. that with that uh, uh uh you know kind of uh, a game that related to kind of the global marketplace um yeah but and the nepal game yeah yeah and the nepal game right um but you're working on on uh, a kind of integrated collaborative global studies class with tracy right now why don't you sort of share with the audience what the what the course is, sort of what its learning intentions are, what are the outcomes you're looking for? Because as Tracy and I say all along, if the learning objectives aren't clear and they're not there, then it doesn't matter what method you pick, it isn't going to work. You right. Know? So, so what, what's the class about? So um, we wanted students to have a, it's an interdisciplinary course, Um so Tr- Tracy teaches science and I teach history. Um, we don't come at it specifically from history or science. Um, we're coming at it from a global studies perspective. So 
students um, are supposed to be learning about lots of different global global um, global studies, and so they're looking at things like migration and environment and urbanization and global health, um, sustainability, and we're asking them to sort of break down the silos, look across these disciplines and see how these uh, global global issues fit together um, across places in the world. And um, so through that, we want there to be a lot of student choice because we want students to be able to um, learn about the complexity of, of the world right now, what's going on, how, the, how people in the world are faced with different issues. There are issues of um, justice and environmental justice and in terms of global health and things like that. But also just we want them to be able to dive deeper into the things that they're really interested in. Um, so we wanted there to be a lot of student choice as well. Is that? Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. You know, I mean, it's it's one of the great things about gamified instruction is that it places uh, the responsibility on the part of the student to make thoughtful choices about how they're going to navigate a, you know, a set of curriculum, um, particularly when one direction is not necessarily a better path than another. I mean, there are plenty of games that work like this. I mean, you know, Fury of Dracula and, you know, Horrified, you know, that we just talked about work work the same way. It's a fundamental reality of how games work that choice is at the center of everything. Right. Right. Now, Tracy, you've been you've been sort of collaborating on this, right? Yes, we yeah. designed the whole course together. Yep. Yeah, and t share share with us a little bit about kind of how it was designed. What what the planning was like? How 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 did that work? What did you do? So, I will try to remember to the best of my abilities. Yeah, um, of course, of course. Michael Ann will correct me. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so we, our course is a one trimester. Our school year is broken up into trimesters. Right. Um, so our course was offered um, in the third trimester of last year. Okay. And um, so we decided we were going to meet together during that period, um, during the second trimester. So we would spend the entire trimester before planning for the third trimester. Um, and I think because we've taught global studies together for so long, we sort of, mm -hmm. we knew a lot of the, um, big ideas that we wanted to get across. Mm -hmm. Um, and the course is broken into these five domains that, um, Michael Ann mentioned, sustainability, urbanization, migration, global health, and consumerism. Um, so we started by just sort of brainstorming ways to gamify the course that we had, you know, we'd sort of already been teaching right. um, with some modifications. And what kept happening is that we would get stuck on things that I think we didn't anticipate would take so long yeah. um, to work out. So mm -hmm. we got stuck on um, grading. How are we going to grade the course? 
Um, and I think I had one idea about how we were going to grade it. And Michael Ann had a different idea. And we ended up having like a 90 minute conversation about how we grade things, which way is better. Right. Um, and it's my favorite memory of playing the course because by the end of the conversation, like I was now, um, at Michael Ann's opinion and Michael Ann was at my opinion. (laughs) Um, and I have no idea, like maybe where we landed, was like a combination of both, but we had a really great discussion about, there was true consensus. Yeah. Right. It was true consensus. Yeah. But are we going to give, you know, is, is John going to turn in an assignment and we give points to it? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to ask John to keep doing the assignment until it meets a certain level right. of work that we're looking for? Right. Um, and that's what we landed on. You know, kids are going to be able to redo and redo and redo their work until it meets certain criteria. Right. Um, and I'm really pleased with it, the way that we grade the course. Um, it's fully transparent they know right from the beginning what they have to do to get the grade that they want um so once we sort of had all of these things in place um we wanted some sort of reward system to go with the game right you play a game to win prizes sure um so the prizes are the types of projects they can do for their highest level quests oh that's nice Um, i like that if you get a prize, you get to pick from like a like a a board that has things like podcast or art project or right. you know, um, I can't. Why can't I remember any of them? Game, written paper. You know, we put everything on there. Yeah, and they were tied to the type of um, to which domain um, each right. thing would work with. So we knew what the pro the kids didn't know what the projects were. Um, they, we kept them secret, mm-hmm. but they would see on the card that if they picked art project, that it would line up well with consumerism or it would line up well with sustainability. So if they were in, they could, they could pick something that they knew that they were interested in. And that that would hopefully align in a yes. way that made the project makes sense right 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 yeah, and that they wouldn't at the end be find themselves doing an art project but they're doing something that they really a totally different topic because they weren't interested in anything that right. aligned with yeah. yeah right right um it's a thoughtful way to to sort of structure that yeah yeah, yeah. 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 but these were like that's what another little thing that we you know sort of we we're like oh we'll just make all these different types of projects and then you know we're talking and thinking well, you're not really going to do an art project for this prompt. Right. That's right. not really going to. So then now we've got to code them all. Oh, well, that means every domain has to have a unique symbol. Right. Right. So like everything for consumerism is coded with the same symbol. And, right. Um, you know, I'm sure it's the same thing that happens with game. You know, there are so many games that have unique symbols for. For sure. Different pieces or different. Um, right. Categories. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and, and I love the idea that you can, by doing work, you get access to making choices. Right. right. And I love the idea of this kind of standards based grading. Right. You know, with the idea that, you know, the boss is in no hurry for you to kill it. Right. So you can (laughs) make a couple of goes or 10 goes at it where you're not quite there 
until you get it right. 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 And if you get the boss defeated, if you develop a level of control of a subject such that you can pass that standard, what dif- what is the point at that point of an A, a B, or a C? Right. right. I so would it, agree. Yeah, yeah. So it took you a little longer. Who on earth cares? Right. right. I don't care as a, uh, you know, as 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 an uh, as a education manager leader, whether a staff member completes a task that doesn't have an urgency on Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. Why should, why do we as teachers breed into our students this is crippling anxiety about deadlines, when in fact they don't, for many many purposes, don't matter. Not all purposes, right? Mm-hmm. But for many, they they don't they don't matter. What's great about this is it gives kids an opportunity to opt into a more difficult challenge. That's right? that's what I liked about it the best was well, not just I mean I love the student choice, but I I really loved that students could go through them at their own pace and mm-hmm. at their. They, when students who needed extra help, it was very, um, you know, we, we could really meet the individual needs of every kid. Right. So students who were flying, they'd get their stuff checked and they were, you know, they were doing it at a really high level and they'd just move right on. Right. And other kids who needed more help, we could, we could meet with them. We could give them suggestions, not give them the answer, mm-hmm. send um, yeah. They come back a couple times, um, and and even for some kids who were typically A students, it was a very frustrating process at first mm-hmm. because they were not used to not just like I did my work, check it off, <laughs> yeah, right. my grade, move me right. along. Right, yeah. they just wanted to move on because they were done with that task, and we were saying, no, you're not done. <laughs> right, right, and so that that was a learning experience for them. Um, and, and that was something that we didn't anticipate, <laughs> but I think it went. Right. I think it worked really right. well, ultimately, because they they learned. Okay, I need to slow down and really, really think through this. <laughs> right, right. Having to iterate. Yes. On yeah. an idea that is partially formed. Yeah. When you have a long history of being rewarded for those partially formed ideas. Yeah. Right. Super hard. Super hard. Yeah. So really, really good for a lot of the kids in different ways. But Mr. Nigley, I checked off this box. Yeah, I'm going to just erase that check off. (laughs) Yeah. Because you actually haven't. You know what's funny? One of the um, rewards that was not an official reward, Uh but the reward they seemed to like the best, was when they um, badged in something, we would ring a bell absolutely <laughs> i could have told you that if you would put if you would put a list together of here are some random things we're going to do i would have said i will bet you all the money all the yep. money that the moment you ring that bell for the first time for getting yep. an achievement Ding. people yep, are going to go yes. i the kids wanted they were like can i do it can i like if we forgot to they'd be like can we do it can, can i do it <laughs> I say this all the time when I'm sort of talking on other shows or presenting, right? If you create a 
a sort of fun and engaging social achievement system that gives you a an intangible reward like that, if you create a system that works, you don't need to do anything else. Yeah. Right? I mean, they care about that. More. Like, we had one t- time we were going to take them to Starbucks, and they earned it, and we were like, okay, everybody want to go to Starbucks? And they were like, no, we want to keep working. On our that's right. Stuff. That's right. Yeah. No. Ring, everyone gets the bell rung. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want it. So, right. Well, you know, yeah. it's it's like you know you read these these essays and uh, uh, po- you know listen to podcasts about kind of work and what makes work meaningful. Mostly, people want to feel that they're valued. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that that you are aware that the work that they're doing, whether it is perfect today, imperfect yesterday, getting better or whatever, that they're all in and you're all in with them. Yeah. Okay. And you don't expect everything to be just just so, and that you can acknowledge and recognize growth and development, and uh, and you call out real excellence when it's when it's there. That's all people want. The, the feedback piece. I mean, we were able to give feedback immediately, so right. kids were not waiting. Right. You know, as soon as they finish a task, they would bring it up to us. And they kept their work in a digital portfolio as well. So we would, sometimes they would just talk us through it and we would ask questions and, you know, push a little bit on them and they they would, you know, give us more analysis. And, but they would get immediate feedback, um, which was really, it, it, it was, you know, totally different than taking a stack of papers home and giving them back two or three days later. For sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that, that's one of the core advantages of this method is that right. if you've done it correctly, the feedback comes rapidly in a sustained way. And and as you're moving through the gamified experience, your own awareness of what's happening and changing in the game space points you in the right direction and away from, from less adaptive choices into better adaptive choices, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, games, games give feedback immediately. Video games immediately tell you if you ought not to be doing that. Right. And they, you know, they, they won't often go, "Ah, ah, ah." sometimes they will, but a video game will, will very clearly tell you if you're making the wrong choice, you're either dead or you, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're someplace where you now have a big journey to get back to where you're supposed to be. And board games and role-playing games do the same thing. Right. So Feedback, rapid feedback is essential. If you have a system that does that, that's critical, right? That's a good use that's of the method. It's really critical for two of us to be teaching it. You really need two yeah, people. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, it's the more students, the harder it is to effectively manage that. Right. And it requires more creative creation of structures that allow you to, to to still do it right without reverting to uh you know drill and kill objective measures which right. uh you know students find by and large uh busy work or a waste of their time yeah, yeah. so super hard to plan right but lots super of rewarding but super like rewarding the, the number of amazing conversations that we had when we planned the course yeah, was better than like all the professional development I've done in the last five years. 
For sure. Because we had to work these things out and yeah. come to consensus about them. Right. And and the fact that you come from different disciplinary methodologies is not as important as the fact that as teachers you have broad and interesting similarities and really compelling differences in approach that had to be sorted out. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You're a nice complementary pair because you don't you don't do this you don't do things the same way, right? And so you had to find your way to a to a uh, a middle ground that you both felt was authentic. Yeah. 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 And and having this method as the driver was helpful, but not the only thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in addition to the bell, right, what else did the students yeah. really respond to? What what did they like or what really worked? Um, I think... I think they really enjoyed the student choice, right? So there were five domains... And they basically had to be an expert in um, to get. So I'm talking about a student who wanted. We did put letter grades attached to to the amount of quests that they achieved. Um, so to achieve an A, which is what most students aimed for, right. they had to become basically experts in two of those five domains. Okay. Um, so I think they really liked that. You know, uh, I they have to dabble in everything. Right. right? But you know, I dabble in global health. That's not really for me. But I'm really into right. this urbanization. I really have been enjoying these urbanization quests. So I'm going to become an expert in that. And okay. global health, I'm not going to think about global health really, except they really are because they're still sort of thinking about it in urbanization. Um, right, right. <laughs> you know, it's all a trick. They're really thinking about everything all the time, but maybe not to the same well, extent. That. Yeah, as if they had, you know, um, decided to become an expert in global health. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they really liked that. Um, I think almost, I think every domain had at least one expert in that domain. That's a good Um, sign that you you got it right, isn't it? All five, yes, kids did sort of, you know, high level projects in all five domains. Um, so I, that's one of the things that I think they really liked. Yeah. Yeah. And just in terms of the planning, we were really, I, I, I think, I think we got that part right with, Starting, we really did that backwards planning. Yes, where we we started with what the final project would be, and then we divided up the the categories and worked backwards. Mm-hmm. So, what we need to know and understand in order to do that final project? Right. That as they you know they get a little bit of everything at level one. And then as they go on to the second level, um, they would, if they, if they continue in that, in that one path, then they would learn more towards, and they're prepared. So by the time they get to the final project, they might actually have already done some of the research. Exactly. So we, we, we planned it that way deliberately. The, the nice thing about that as, as a piece of design work, a piece of gamified design work is that it very thoughtfully builds level, level, level. Each level that comes next is built on the solid foundation of the one that came before. If you do this in a backwards way, you're thinking about that final project. You're thinking about that boss experience, Mm -hmm. right? Which is going to integrate dozens of threads. 
Okay. Then you've got to starburst those guys out. Well, gee whiz, how would anyone ever answer this question? There's 20 threads. Oh, actually, it's only 12. But that's still a lot of, quote unquote, leveling to do. And that's just to be able to answer a question in one discipline. To have a mastery of all of them would require, uh, you know, a a bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. Right. And, And I think it's also helpful for folks to realize the 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 work that they're doing is good solid work in one dimension of a problem that has multiple dimensions right we live in a world of increasing complexity and because of that the problems that we're putting to ourselves can sometimes feel a little overstimulating Yes. Right. right. And, Especially and, and in global issues. Particularly yeah. in global issues, right? So, uh, you know, dynamite. And de- designing good leveling structures improves your work in everything else that you do. Because you immediately realize, oh, wait a minute. This, th- this skill I'm expecting, do I know they have this skill? Right. I'd better mm-hmm. check that, Right. Why would yeah, I? Why would I think an, that? Yeah, go. <laughs> we we just had to do that um, a number of times where, you know, we would we would be talking with each other about okay, so what what task did you come up with and what you know I would share and right. Tracy would say, well, wait a second, are they going to understand that? Are they going to know what to do with that, or do we need to add another task before that? To, right. To make sure. Yeah. Right. So is that you know in <laughs> when um. When I worked in in special ed and support years ago, we we called it task analysis. You yes, know, down tasks into really finite pieces, and and it's a really important part of teaching to right. to learn how to do that. Yeah, right. And particularly in high school, we don't often think about doing that task analysis skill. Right. Yep. I spent uh, a, a large part of last year working on two big curriculum projects one in transitional kindergarten and mm-hmm. one in grades 6 through 12 mathematics right and mm-hmm. in both cases the questions very quickly came to these kinds of questions right why would you why would you assume that the 4-year-old learner can follow this lesson that you designed on the insect world when the content that you that you think is sup, is being supplemental mm-hmm. what you've designed is 3 or 4 years ahead of what the core curriculum is right mm-hmm. and there are many intermediate steps between where you are and there but i know that that we're not doing those so yeah. so that's why these 12 kids are lost and rolling around on the floor. They're not disengaged. They just don't know what, what they, they can't make the connection because they're four, right? Yeah. And, you know, in, in, in math, the, the, you know, I, I, uh, we started from the position of, I want each of you, I don't want your books, okay? I want you to, we're going to sit in a room all day. We're going to do a, an, like an on-campus retreat, right? And I want you to take every single topic that you think is in math from grade six to 12. And I'm, we're just going to write it 
we were in our design lab. It's like a thousand square foot room that's just a maker space. We had these huge work tables, lab tables. I put them in a big row down the down the diagonal of the classroom, and I put the giant sticky pads right. And I said, start with the very first thing you think we should do in grade six and end with the very last topic in grade 12. Write every mm-hmm. single other topic in the middle. It's a hard thing to do. It was super hard, right? Because, <laughs> but because, it's hard. Right. Because the moment something was a little out of place, they could see that that didn't make sense. Right? Yeah. And the exercise allowed us to group mathematical concepts together outside of the context of the way they're normally presented in books. So now it's about mathematical thinking, which is what we wanted it to be all along. And that's just leveling. Yeah. Right? It's just, and this is why, you know, folks, when, when Tracy and I are talking about games with you, we're telling you, go play some great video games or role-playing games that have a leveling component. So you can see what it's like to develop those skills as a player. Yeah. You understand what the learner needs in order to achieve, you know, their objective, right? Uh, I mean, that's I mean, I think that's brilliant. That you guys were able to find that and design it in a way that everyone could get to that to that boss. Right? Mm-hmm. There wasn't a level, there wasn't a structure that didn't work that broke so badly you had to take it out of the game. That's right. Yeah. Right. I uh, definitely, the whole time we're talking about this, I'm like, oh, I got to fix some of my quests. But they all, you're right. They worked. Nothing was broken. Right. Was everything right. perfect? No. Right. But nothing was so broken that it didn't work. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, I, yeah, go. There were instances where I think, and, and I'm, I'm, Tracy, remind me, where I think some of, sometimes the kids would even make suggestions about, well, yeah. what if I did this like this? Yeah. Or, right. yeah. you know, can I, can I look this up too? <laughs> or, you know, yeah. Yeah. So they would kind of make suggestions as well. And um, that that worked really yeah. well to yeah. right. work with them. That was my experience as well, right? Listeners, allow your students, once they're embedded in the process, to co-design. Right, yeah. Right? Listen very carefully to the ways in which they are going through the levels and how they're doing it because there may be wisdom there in in workflow that you would never have thought of. Right. At least half of the achievements <laughs> I came up with came from students when I was working on this kind of idea. Well, we had one student that going through migration just we had a couple um, digital they were online simulations that uh-huh. are just out there on the internet um, and the student just said you know I, I don't really like those so for my final project I'm supposed to make a game can I re can I revision this and make my own online brilliant yeah uh, of course and it was amazing yeah 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 um, that the great thing about this approach, this method, uh, and other methods do this, but this one is particularly good at this, is it really opens up a creative space for students to become learning designers. Mm-hmm. Um, and to really know, well, yeah, you know, I've just, I've read 10 things, none of which seem to, 
to really hold together in a way that makes sense for me because I've read this other material. I think I want to write an essay that specifically argues with some of these presumptions, right? Or I want to make a, a visual art piece that integrates these cultural traditions in ways that maybe have never been done before and that I hope will inspire people to think about, you know, water or whatever, right? Um, and all of that comes from that intentional design, that building of experience and that building of ability. I'd say that we got kids to be naturally curious about things. Rock on. And that's, that's a, that's a tough thing, I think, but they, yeah. we did have a lot of genuine curiosity and interest in yeah. what they wound up thinking about. Nice. They didn't so, all learn the exact amount, same things in the amount, same amount, but they, they all walked out being experts in different things. Right. You know, about studies. Yeah. One of the important points about this work, and this is true not just in game-based learning, but I think just learning in general, is if you had chosen an entirely different method and you didn't do anything that was game-informed in any way, what you just said is still true. Some would have gotten more. Some would have gotten less. It might have been shuffled differently. You don't know that. But the idea that you're going to choose any approach and everyone's going to get exactly the same thing you're attempting to give everyone an experience that lets them solve the learning objectives of the class that Mm -hmm. will not look the same for every person and so setting that as a goal it just you know it's not it's not realistic right right and don't don't ask a method to do that project-based learning won't do it no constructivist learning won't do it top-down essentialist lecture lecture model won't do it right i mean until we're plugging computer chips into people's heads it's not going to work and even when we do that it's not going to it's not going to help you think right right well i think for me the you know i it it was not an anticipated outcome but this you know forced iteration from the kids i think was like sort of a brilliant unintended learning outcome. Nice. Um, you know, that these these students, I think, I hope now in other classes are going to be more resilient. Um, I think some of the projects they were able to do were more creative than they're doing in most of their other classes, certainly not all of their other classes. Right, but right. I hope it'll start to encourage them to think, you know, more outside the box about what, you know, final products can look like. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, I think there were all these sort of weird, not weird, but unintentional outcomes that I'm really pleased with, um, in addition to the, you know, the global issues learning that was happening. Yeah, we had we had some kids that, were, as they were going through these final projects, um, they would sort of hit points and kind of just sort of do that gloss over, the check the box, right? Yep, like, yep. I'm, I'm just going to sort of just dance right past this and hope you don't notice that I didn't totally answer that one question. Right. And maybe you'll just pass me right through. Yeah. And um, really what we needed them to do is to, no, 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 stop, go back 
and we need you to do some problem solving. Yep. And you got to get to the bottom of that question. You can't just leave it. You, you can't just say, I'll take, I'll, I'll lose two points on this because there are no two points to lose. You either do it or you have to do it again. Right. <laughs> so we'd send them back and say, you got to, you got to, you know, what about this and what about that? And, and they'd have to do a lot of problem solving. And it, there were times where it took like three or four times. And then they came back and they were like, now I get it. Now I, I, I understand what I needed to do. Right. And, and it was, they got it. Right. So I think, Tracy, the resiliency is, was a yeah. big, that was definitely an un- unintended um, skill that I think we developed. Yeah. In a lot and, and and that's that's particularly uh, an advantage of game-based learning and gamification. It's all over the literature that mm-hmm. if that students, young people, who will not persist in school-related tasks will persist in game-related tasks. Right. I I will I will take a hundred goes at this boss and die every mm-hmm. time, but I will not yeah. try the same thing in school because the perception of risk is such that in school I can never fail. Right. And in this case, there is no fail. There is no... Right. It's simply, this is not This is not done. Right. I'm right? pretty sure every single student had to complete tasks more than once. I, I don't think there was any student in the class that yeah. we didn't send, you know, that just uh, passed cool. everything the first time. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and if, if your students give you a hard time, when you re-implement this class about this practice, right? Oh, you know, you're just being you're just being petty. This would never happen in real life. Just get me on the horn, and I will gladly <laughs> tell them about my experience defending my doctoral dissertation, yeah. where I knew the only thing that was crap in that whole 120 pages was on page 52, right? And I'm like, I just hope they will give me a pass. They know I've worked hard on it. Just, just uh, every I know it's junk. <laughs> I know it's junk, but leave me alone, right? And of course, okay. Just welcome to your dissertation. Uh, I'd like to start on page fifty-two. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, I knew you were going to do this to me. I know it, right? Uh, you know, and the professor who did it to me, I, I love her. I dedicated my, you know, I dedicated the book that I wrote to her. Uh, you know, I called her out on the acknowledgments page because the book wouldn't have been any good without this work that she made me do right but oh my god it is so true to life that's a very interesting idea why don't you go reflect on it and see what else you can do with it but i want to implement this next year with my kids i appreciate that it isn't ready right (laughs) right i know you think it's ready but it isn't and so if we do it now it will be it'll be misfire and then we won't be able to come back to it for five years. Everyone in the school who saw it misfire will have to go. <laughs> so we're not going to do it until it's ready. Right? I mean, you've heard me say those things. Yeah. I'm right? patiently waiting for all the people that have seen me misfire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I think we're almost there. Getting there, Trace. Um <laughs> You know, the nice thing you is, you know, you're still young, Tracy. What? You're still young. John, you asked earlier what the kids liked about it. And yeah. I would add yeah. um, what Tracy had said, that I think they also really enjoyed that there were opportunities to collaborate. Yeah. There were opportunities to work together. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So not all the tasks were in the quest were like that, but but there were times that were um, we had uh, a symbol where there were two hands shaking hands. Yes. Um, and and they could work together. Right. <laughs> and they really loved they loved that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And any opportunity to cooperate. Yep. Uh, when it's an opportunity presented, not a requirement to group. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Oh, good. Okay. I can I, I can I can work together. Oh, yeah. Whew, I was looking at that question and it felt like backbreaking. But now I get someone else to talk to about it. It's just like and what you guys did. Right? Too. one of the rewards was that they could um it was just one that a, one kid could partner up on the final project right so we did have one um one group one one boy that partnered with somebody else on the final project That's nice right. yeah. do that that was like the first reward he took and i He's think no it was dummy. he could partner with someone on any quest and he was like like a final one, I was like, "You got it, sir." Um, yeah, and he saved it and saved it, and oh, right, yeah. right. Yeah, you know, you do. You guys have um, uh, like printed materials that have these symbols on them and what have you. Yeah, they had like okay. I've got a re- I've got a reward like, idea for you. Yeah. Okay. They had little booklets that we would stamp when they like I accomplish love things. I love yeah. it. Sport book. Yeah. Right. Imagine one of the rewards for doing something in a very interesting or creative way is to get a sticker that they get to put on a task where it wouldn't uh, wasn't otherwise there before. Oh, right! Like they get to, to like change. put the hands on a like they can change the task. Right. Ooh. Right. Yeah. And those are super valuable. Right. You only get them yeah. for being really out of the box or yeah or, or, or doing yeah. something really crazy. Right. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give you this sticker. It lets you change the fundamental reality of this assessment. Yeah. Right. Like that. That's a great idea. Right. It was two. Now you can make it three. Right. Right. It could only be done as a two. Now you can do it alone. Right. Right. It yeah. required that you that you interview this. Now you can interview that or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, come on. Right. Super fun. Yeah. That's a great idea. Um, so what did your kids really struggle with? What did you need to redesign? What are you redesigning now? What are the top three, like, hey, teachers, you're doing this. Here are the pitfalls that we wish we had saw before we landed in them. Uh, I, w- I, I, I want to read your mind, Tracy. I wish we had talked about this first. <laughs> I think we're going to say different things, but this, I think it's yeah, interesting. There's... I'm interested to hear what you what you would say. You want me to go first? You can go first. Um, so we have um, our classes in the third trimester, and our seniors, um, our students that are graduating, end the year early. Yes. So we had made a different set of requirements for seniors than for the rest of the class. Okay. I think we I think we need to just do a general look at. Um, how much is required for each grade. Um, I think, again, it's not broken. It worked. Um, The seniors ended up doing like giant projects sort of at the last minute. Mm -hmm. Um, I think some of that was because of their procrastination and not wanting to, you know, be in school anymore, which I understand. 
Um, but it stressed them out. It stressed me out. I don't know if it stressed Michael Ann out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it created sort of this like negative energy mm-hmm. um, in the classroom. And I'm prepared to give them less work if it doesn't create that negative energy for the younger students. Um, uh, interesting. Year. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, so the younger students can see older, excited students that want to do what they're doing um, and are having fun and enjoying learning. I think it's a worthwhile trade off to like minimize some of those requirements for the seniors. I think they can still get a lot out of the course. Um, if we just mentioning that we had freshmen, sophomore, junior, senior. And that's, that's awesome. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. But you don't want to um, let that contribute to a toxic classroom culture. Right, right. And it wasn't all the kids, but yeah. Um, so that's one thing I would like to go back and look at um, those requirements. Um, I think Mike Land and I need to have one of our 90 minute conversations about how much homework students should have and what we both think is like a reasonable homework assignment. Uh-huh. Um, Cause we both agreed that, that, them doing some amount of work outside of class was fine. Um, but I, I'm not sure that we, what that amount of work outside of classes is the same for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's something that we should probably um, talk about. I definitely need to um, adjust some of my quests in the sustainability domain, I think. Um, Cause there was a quest that no one did. Mm. Um, so I need to, switch that quest to make it more enticing and I think help lead to the the project better. And um, someone gave us, I think Michael Ann got it in her, we do like peer groups called critical friends groups. Yeah, sure. Um, and I think someone in Michael Ann's group mentioned that, you know, all the best video games have sh- secret shortcuts, right? Where like you go down a pipe in level one and you pop out in the, in a Mario dungeon in level three. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I think I'd like to incorporate some of those like underground shortcuts where like, Oh, you're mm. doing this consumerism quest. That's about e-waste dumps in a developing country. Guess what? That's also a sustainability quest. Right. So now you've done this one, but you actually checked off two. Exactly. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Right. So because- like secret passages. Right. Is something I'd like to think about adding. And put those secret passages in the quests that you think are hardest. Right. Or the ones least likely to be taken. Right. Right. To encourage students to explore the pathways. Right. Right. Pick a question you know is hard. Give an extra reward for it. Right. But only at the end. Right. 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 Once you pass. Oh, by the way, you also earned a quest in sustainability. Good job. Right, right. Yeah, when, when they're done, so we want them to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, when they're they, done, you hand them an envelope like it's betrayal legacy. Right. No one else knows. Yeah. No one else knows, but they did something, and you give them a little envelope. Yeah. Right. Or you say, "Okay, reach into this bag." What are you talking about? What? 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 I don't know. What's in there? <laughs> snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly snakes. <laughs> some gold and also scorpions put your hand in the bag <laughs> okay so those are my things okay michael and what are yours MA. um i definitely had the um shortcuts on my on my list okay. i think um and i i also had that i think that there needs to be less work 
Um, not just specifically for the seniors, although I would I would acknowledge the senior issue as um, definitely one of our sort of weaknesses in the class. Like this year, it's again third trimester, but I think next year it should not be third trimester because it has a problem that way. But I think um, that. One of the one of the issues that we ran into was that the kids were so focused on the and the um, the work that they had to get done that they never wanted to stop working to do something together. Uh-huh. So if we wanted them to do some sort of like class discussion or if we wanted to take a break and do something that was like a reward together or a, yeah. a as a class or right. do something that um, gamified it in a different way. Um, they were very reticent to do that. They just wanted to keep plugging away at their own path. Um, right. And we had, yeah, I, when we started, we sat down and we wrote out every amount of time yeah. from, that we had in class. And then I think we accounted like a half an hour for homework between each class. And then we said, okay, given this, like this is how long each of these can be and how long each of these can be. Um, but then like whether, th- I think we do have to talk about, I agree, like did the kids do that for homework? Did they do too much? Did they do too little? I don't know. Um, but I think that they definitely, th- there needs to be a little bit of reprieve, maybe not as much um, required so that we can have a little bit more right. time and and some discussion, I think, because there was really no time for that. Right. Yeah. Work-life work balance like, is hard. Yeah, it yeah. is. And maybe some, like, um, I think you mentioned, like, sort of these rewards or full-class activities, like if we wanted to do, like, a full-class simulation, mm-hmm. um, you know, to build, to have more time built in for that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. I mean, the, the the structure of of many massively multiplayer online role-playing games, DDO, World of Warcraft, will have configurations that let you play alone or that let you play in a small group or let you play in a very large group, right? Right. In World we of Warcraft. We need some raids. Right. You need, yeah. you need to create two or three raids that can only be right. completed by the group. Everybody. By everyone, right? Right. And and maybe you do something like this to increase the excitement of it. Michael Ann, you design one raid. Don't tell Tracy what it is. <gasps> Tracy plays. Tracy, you design a raid. Don't tell Michael Ann what it is. She has to play. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that way, but see, that way the students get to see you as a learner. Right. And as yeah. a practitioner, right? And right. you you don't, well, and you get to think about how am I going to lead? How do I do servant leadership? They're going to turn to you expecting you to take charge, right? right. But oftentimes mm-hmm. the best kind of leadership is step back and let let whatever's happening resolve, right? Yep. <laughs> or deploy your wisdom at the right moment, right? So think about that. It's a great idea. That could be fun. A frightening and exciting idea. We had started the um, idea was to have these mini bosses. So right. I love it. But we just, 
it was really hard to find the time to yeah. do it. Yeah. And and we we could have forced it, but it would have caused so much more stress. Yes. Um, and so we wanted to let the kids just and because it wasn't broken, it was working. The sure. kids were moving along. We just let them keep going. Yeah. It was the first iteration. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. But I think there there like like your suggestions. I think there's ways to to get at it. Right. Yeah. If if you figure out a way to make it a a question or a problem that can be solved in a 45 minute class period. I, I mean, that's super hard, I know, but you know, m- make it that thing that it it will end in 45 minutes with right. you producing some work or coming to some conclusion that you have to defend. And then your homework will be quick reflection on that experience and now we go back into regularly scheduled programming. Yeah. Right. And the moment you stop class, don't tell them it's coming. Right. That was the plan that they show up and yeah. right. bam, yeah. bam. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I talk I like a kid should find it somewhere. I don't know. Oh, yeah. And that's even better. It announces it like I found yeah. this thing. What is this? Oh, that means you, you have know. a raid today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Let, put put an envelope. On. The door to the cafeteria, the gym, the commons, and if if someone has not, and make them address to three different people, and tell them to go find the other two, right, and presents the problem in three slightly different ways, and if all of them miss it, then summon one of them to the dean's office and have the dean give them an envelope, <laughs> right, something like that. Right. <laughs> That's that would scare the life out of them. <laughs> okay, of them, yeah. then do it this way. But some uh, of them would be. I could totally see kids last year like being summoned to the dean's office and getting there and getting an envelope from our dean and being delighted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, being like, "Oh my gosh!" Right, right, and maybe maybe this group happen? will be the same, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you'll be able to read the tone of the tone of the room, right? Right. I mean, if it were me. Michael Ann, I would go to the head of school's office and say, I need you to help me. Uh, you know, it, it, on, on, on April 17th, I want you to go into, I want you to summon Tracy to the head's office and just give her an envelope. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because that that's not terrifying. you all kinds of ideas about what to do to these right, kids. Right. That's not remotely terrifying. Right. Um, no, okay, so, but, and that's also making me think of like not hidden trader, but like secret movement games. Totally. Like we talked about doing it one year at our summer global studies course, infecting a kid. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like to yeah. simulate like how disease spreads. So like you could totally give a kid an envelope, you know, you now have this disease. This is how you transmit the disease to one of your global game classmates. Right. And then at the end of a week, see how many kids are infected. Do you remember how we were going to do it? What they have to do? We were going to give them like a word. That they that had to say. New vocabulary. Yeah. And then see how many kids in oh, the yes. like slang the, that would pick it start up. Start using the same word. Yeah. We did this at Brilliant. my present school. Yeah. And it was, it, it was surprising. Yeah. <laughs> how much the penet- the penetration. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. I need you to not say penetration and do that hand gesture at the same time. <laughs> also, great you, radio, but you, you have all sorts of issues, Tracy. You can just imagine what sort of hand right. gesture he was doing. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Tracy Wozenegger's Issues. I'm your host, John Cassie, and I've been working on this program penetrate. for about penetrate. for about nine years. <laughs> yeah. Tracy, we're gonna penetrate to the heart of your issues. Penetrate. Great radio. Um, uh, classic. Yeah. Okay, so we're at the hour mark. Um, okay. What were so some of the ideas. feedback and thoughts from colleagues, uh, supervisors, uh uh you know, people at other schools that you presented to, that sort of thing. What did people oh my gosh. think of it? Our head of school loved it so much. He sent us like three to four emails in one single day. Nice. Like he came to it. We presented it um, to some colleagues um, right before school started this year. And he sent us like one email about how much he loved it. And then like saw the Prezi that we used. Oh my, he loved it some more. Right. You guys really should go to NAIS and present this. Nice. It'd be crazy not to take you folks they're crazy they oh, didn't want us god bless um, <laughs> don't but get like, me going throughout the day he ca- and i think i texted my clan i was like oh my gosh did you see his email and, oh my gosh there's another one. Oh my gosh he wrote an he used exclamation points in wow. the email Good. you guys don't know our head of school but john does exclamation multiple exclamation points yeah. in the same email it's a good sign it's a great sign it's a good sign um, my critical friends group loved it. They nice. went nuts for it last year. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It is well. Yeah. yeah. It is well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's good news. You know, uh, 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 it, it's it's important uh, when you're taking a risk in curriculum design to have a supportive, uh, you know, have supportive colleagues and a supportive head. Yes. Yeah. Right. And not everyone mm-hmm. comes yeah. from that from that perspective. Right. And you know, one way listeners, if you're thinking about trying something like this and you're not sure, is to really talk to people like Tracy, like Michael and myself, like Luke Johnson from episode one, these folks can really help you get a sense of how to pitch these kinds of things to colleagues who, um, they're not trying to undo you, they're not trying to undermine you, they're they're just concerned about what it is and whether it has implications for them, and they don't understand it. And so this is a way to help. You know, yeah. to help, you know, kind of raise all boats, right? Um, Michael Ann, we had talked at the in our pre-show about the fact that uh, we're talking about games that uh, that you're playing right now. So what are you playing right now? Oh, so I'm teaching AP European History, and I brought up to the kids Carcassonne. Oh, yes. Hey. And they, I have a couple kids that are in a history club. And so they begged me to bring it in. So I brought Carcassonne in. I love it. And, yeah. You know, we're talking about the Enclosure Acts and, right. and all of that. So um, I always think that that's a really great game to sort of help them con- conceive of what was happening at that time. And they, they really loved it. Yeah, they had a yeah. really great it's time. It's a great it. game. Yeah. 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 It, it's an almost perfect pitch right there michael and for carcassonne as game-based learning yeah just play it right out of the box and you'll see exactly how this movement of way of understanding the land yeah changed and what the consequences of the change was but right? just trying to 
explain it to the kids and I keep it last year I kept finding myself saying well you know the the the, the common land and you know farmers had sort of and that it would be like next to the, the the city or the castle or well how many of you have played Carcassonne and none of them will raise their hand right yeah. right <laughs> how much time do we have in the AP class to yeah take <laughs> so, um, but it, it definitely they they really they had fun so I think it'll be something that will I've kept it on my desk and a couple other kids have played it since awesome. so, yeah. yeah and I feel they'd like to play Splendor as well, which I think will be the next one, Tracy. Yeah. Because... Dynamite <laughs> game. Dynamite game. Yeah, those are both great games. Yeah. Tracy, have you played Sagrada? Yeah. Yeah. Have you played Sagrada, Michael Ann? I have not. No? Um, mm-hmm. You're basically doing uh, stained glass windows in dice. Right. Oh. Okay. And you basically have a pattern of different colors and different numbers that you're trying to make over the course of the game. And it's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Super fun. Nice. Um, so, uh, Michael Ann, Tracy, anything you want to say, add, or share before we move into the uh, the, the end here? Um, I think we talked about this uh, last week, maybe. I forget. We're going to link our Prezi Um in the show notes. Great. Okay. Um, so people will have access to the Prezi and basically our entire course. Yep. Um, there's a little, you know, copyright on there to give us credit if you do anything with it. Uh, Creative um, Commons, that kind but, of thing. Yep, yep. Yep. But we've decided together that um, it's it's not just for us. It's for anyone who wants it or wants to see it or do things with it. Um, so we'll be sharing that Brilliant. in the notes. People can feel free to email either of us if they want to talk about it or nice. have any questions about it, et cetera. Okay. Yeah. And to that point, I would also say that it, there are pieces of it that could be used without having – that could be done in a class period that don't necessarily right. have to be done right. as an entire course. So integrating it in small pieces um, competitively or, or not would yeah. be possible. Yeah, yep. I mean the 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 nice thing about this kind of work is there's almost always going to be components within it that would make a really nice kind of one-off. Yeah. Right? Like oh that that quest really fits very nicely into this leveling quest structure. But you could pull it out and do it in in grade 10 20th century history or mm-hmm. but you could pull that out and do that really interestingly in a math class as it turns out or in a statistics right. class or but, 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 right and so yeah sort of pointing out to people hey if you teach this go look at this quest or go look at this line right that could be really helpful to people right yeah um brilliant um Michael Ann, what are your contact? How would people listening to the show who wanted to get in touch with you do so? Um, you're welcome to put my email up, and I can I can share that with you. Okay. Do you want Good. me to share that now? No, you you can. You know. So um, I'm just trying to think if I would let let me give it to you after. I just have to think if I want to use my my school mail or my fine, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll make I'll, I'll edit Twitter that, yeah. anything like that yeah, do you have that a Twitter you... feed 
um, at at Cerniglia um, on on Twitter. Okay. Um, so that's C E R N I G L I A. Okay. And um, yeah, I think that's okay. My my blog is not is not up right now, but um, I do use Twitter. Yeah. Brilliant. Great. Trace T L Wozenegger. <laughs> At, at Gmail. Gmail. Yeah, we just put that in the show notes. Yeah, we put it in the show lot. notes because mercy, right? Laws and anger is a lot. I understand. Right. Um, and the Discord. And the Discord. Right, Game Level Learn Discord. Okay. Yep. Um, and, which the link will um, be there as well. Yep. And uh, Luke is in there. Yep. Um, from last from last episode. Yep. So, yeah. And, you know, I can be found at johncassiegmail.com, at John Cassie on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, www.gamelevellearn.com. And we look forward to hearing your thoughts, feedback. And oh. pers- yeah, go, Trace. Game Level Learn Con 2. And Game Level Learn Con 2. Let's talk is, a little bit about that yeah, for a second. Game Level Learn Con 2 is going to be uh, in January here in Los Angeles. Uh, and I will put the flyer to it um, in the show notes and encourage folks to have a look. It's going to be a, a, basically a, a, a learning, a one-day convention uh, where you can play games, learn from folks who you've heard on Game Level Learn. Tracy's going to be there. I'll be there. 90% sure. The 90% sure that Tracy will be there. Um, I, you yeah. know, I, I will be <laughs> there, uh, and I expect a number of other you know friends of the program to be there as well. Uh, last year we had a, a pretty nice group, a good good sized group of of uh, game based learning educators, who came and uh, learned together, uh, you know, at the the campus of the Arate Preparatory Academy, which is in West right. LA. So January twenty sixth. Um, yeah, January twenty sixth, twenty twenty. Eight to eight to five. You know, we basically run a academic conference from eight to about three, and then from three to seven or eight, we do. Uh, a quick game con so yeah. it's an opportunity to play some games with with folks who you've uh you know been reading about or that you've learned from uh learned with and uh and it's gonna be great you know last year was was ridiculous i met all kinds of great people awesome and i can't wait yeah I, I i hope that you'll uh i sure hope you'll be there trace i'm pretty sure i mean it's just waiting for the head of school signature and approval so yeah I think that's going to happen. Yeah, don't tell him I'm involved, or he'll say no. I, <laughs> if he does, I'll text him. Figured it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was just texting with him yesterday. So, yeah. um, uh, so folks, uh, you know, you know where to find us, and uh, and you know, you know where to, to to listen to us. Pick us up on Apple Podcasts. Pick us up on uh, Stitcher and other places. Don't forget to rate and review. This is a small podcast about a small. Uh, you know, kind of field in education, but every like, every five-star review uh, makes it more likely that someone who shares our passion for this work will find this podcast. So any any little bit that you can do will help. Michael Ansarneglia, it's been too long. Yes, it has. It's been too long. <laughs> Great to talk to you Same. tonight. <laughs> and after you guys have taught the course, maybe, you know, when we get into the summer or when we get into season five, I'd love right. to have you back on and reflect on the iterative process. Okay. Yeah. Here's what sure. we did. Here's what we changed. These things worked. These changes made it worse and on and yeah. on. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Fingers yeah. crossed. Because it'll inevitably happen, happen that yeah. something will be even worse. Right. 
All right. <laughs> My friends, it's great seeing you. Bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye, Bye now. Bye.